All right, as we start, Brother Abel, where are you at? I'm going to do it, brother. I'm going to do it. I, I told him, he asked me how long do we go on Sunday night. I said, you never know on a Sunday night. Uh, Sunday nights get kind of crazy, and I couldn't help but think when the organ was playing that song from Isaiah, what do we call that song? The, uh, the Israeli, I, my mind flashed back to the, Munst, the Munsters. And I kept seeing the opening to that show in my head, and I could not get Herman Munster out of my head. And then I pictured him singing the song, and Sunday nights, man, they're just crazy. Anyway, as we started the new year, I gave you our theme for 2020, and that is Believe to See. It's taken from Psalm 27, 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Last week, I ended up talking about the fact that we are at the crisis point. We have a decision to make whether or not to go to two Sunday morning services. And the reason that it's a decision that needs to be made now is because if we were to do this in late March, then there are things behind the scenes that have to be put into motion immediately and I can't afford to drag my feet I can't wait I, I can't afford to wait to April and then go man we ought to do this um, so it has it has to be something that we 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 get ahead of to do such an undertaking after a year of talking about it maybe a little bit longer I'm not 100% sure but I finally began to ask you all how you feel about that decision, and so far, remarkably, from where we were at a year ago, no one has voiced their dissent, and many have voiced their approval. Some are indifferent, but that's okay, so long as you rally behind the final decision which is made. I told you last week I was going to talk to our deacons this past week, which I did on Thursday night. And they were all in agreement to go forward with two services, except for one deacon that I fired immediately on the spot. And I'm just kidding. They were all in agreement that we do this. I've mentioned this before, but I want you to know why I'm so convicted about this as opposed to 2021, which I had originally mentioned as a target date to do something. Several weeks ago in my office, as I was finishing up a a sermon, I sat in the really comfortable recliner in there, and I won't be offended if that stays in there, sister. I was sitting there and I was just praying about what God would have us to do. Do we do choir seating or do we go to two services? And I was hit really hard, very hard, with the idea of why open 28 seats when you could open up 181 seats. And it was as if God was just hitting me with, why do you have such a lack of faith? Does anybody else struggle with that? And I just cried. Go to Hebrews 11, please. As most of you know, this is the great chapter of those who lived by faith. And I want you to notice how the chapter begins in verse 1. 
And I'm going to read through verse 3. Hebrews 11, chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And as I wept in my office over my lack of faith in my God, who has given everything just to reach a soul, He gave all to snatch another sinner out of the grasp of the devil. And I felt ashamed that I don't trust my Lord more than I do. Can you imagine the God of heaven robing Himself in flesh, giving Himself as a ransom. God paid the price of our salvation by dying in our place as the Lord Jesus Christ. And can you imagine not having the faith to see God wanting to reach more souls than we're reaching? And it broke my heart. How ridiculous it is to have a lack of faith over reaching people. It is God who gave all to reach souls. So doesn't it stand to reason that He wants us to reach more souls? Shame on us if we don't do all we can to reach another soul. Shame on us. How dare we think God doesn't want more souls in a good church home. And I often feel like the man who cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And how often I am ashamed of my lack of faith. In Luke 17.5, the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. At least the apostle said it. Amen. It was after that that Jesus said, if you had the faith... uh, as a grain of a mustard seed, then nothing would be impossible. One day in Matthew 9, Jesus saw the multitudes. The Bible says He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And that's one of the things which motivates me to see God do more in us and for us, and through us. And I don't know about you, but in my mind's eye, I can overlook Rapid City up there on M Hill. And my heart just breaks over the multitudes in the surrounding areas that don't know the Lord. And we better start waking up to the fact, if you're my age or older, that there are people growing up who have never heard the Gospel message. That's hard to believe. That's the day and age in which we live. And as as we look over Rapid City and we see the multitudes of flocks as sheep having no shepherd, I just think they need a Savior. They need a shepherd. They need a church family to help their family live for God. They need a church family who will embrace them and help them walk with God. They need a church family that manifests the love of God. 
They need a church family who will exhort them and encourage them and point them to Christ. They need the great shepherd. Can you see them scattered out there? Can you see them in desperate need? Can you see Liberty Baptist Tabernacle being the place where they can be shepherded? If we don't lead them to Christ, who will? If we don't love them, who will? If we don't go and get them, who will? And if we don't make room for them, who will? And with that, barring any unforeseen barriers, I've decided that we'll go ahead and press forward with two services this spring. And I need all of you to catch the vision. Get on board and believe to see what God can do through us. He wants to reach more souls. Do you? As of now, I plan the launching of this to be March the 22nd. That's the first Sunday of spring, and that sounded kind of mushy, so why not? But in reality, after that, we would have two more weeks to iron out anything before Resurrection Sunday. I would really like for everything to be functioning well by Easter. Because I'm going to ask you to do a resurrection reach out and really press hard to get a visitor to come with you on Easter. I want you to invite, invite, invite. And I think by that service, we'll begin to know whether or not God is behind this move or not. As I kind of mentioned last week, I'll order advertising postcards that we can hand out. We'll mail some out as well. And I wish I could stand up here tonight and give you a step-by-step picture of what this looks like. But I've never been through this before. I can, uh, I can show you how to ride a bicycle. I can tell you what that would be like. I've done that. But I can't explain this. I've never been through it. I can't tell you how things will go. And although I don't know much, I know we have to believe to see it. We must have faith that God will do His part when we do what we can to honor Him and to bless Him. We must believe God wants to reach more than we are now. I don't have all the answers, but I know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I'm just going to step out on faith. That isn't to say that I'm not doing my research or asking pastors who have been through it, reading accounts that I can find. But I still have to go forward by faith because I've never done it. Some of you have been through this, and I'm glad you're willing to do it again. Amen. I love when Sister Byers told me I've been through two building programs, and I guess I'll do another one. That's wonderful to hear. So if you've got several million, sister, go ahead, put it in the bucket, and we'll... uh, Oh, so you weren't the one financing it. Oh, I completely misunderstood that. (laughs) Amen. I can tell you that I, I have to believe to see it. Do you believe to see it? Do you believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? And I want you all to join me as I step forward by faith. How about all of us together not know what we're doing? 
Amen? It's better to share in that together. And we'll all just go forward not knowing what we're doing. But that's okay, so long as Christ is at the helm. But let's believe to see the souls the Lord wants to reach through us. I'll remind you that a healthy organism is growing. And a healthy church will always be growing. That doesn't always mean numerically. It can mean inward growth. But it certainly can also mean outward growth. And if you've been here long enough to have been among those of us who were privileged to sit at the feet of Pastor Williams and learn from his teachings, then you've already experienced growth inwardly. And now I want to encourage you to see us grow outwardly. For those of you who have been here long enough to see the print press arrive and see that ministry take off, then you've already seen what God can do through those who have the faith to believe to see. What God is able to do through people who will just step out and say, okay, Lord, we'll trust you. And I'm calling on you to believe to see again. So how are we going to go forward and do this? Well, by faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I struggle with that verse. It's the only, well, I don't want to say the only, but to my immediate calling to mind, it's the only verse in the Bible that tries to define what faith is. And I think it's hard to define faith. But I want to break down the meaning of the words of this verse so that we can better understand what it is we are being told. Faith. Faith is our assurance and belief. And certainly it relates to how we trust Christ. Our faith in Him, our reliance on Christ. The word substance, it's a support. It's the ground upon which we have confidence in. That word substance, it's used in a handful of verses and all but one are translated confidence. Things hoped for is a confident expectation. Evidence is proof, as in a convincing argument. The only other time it's used is translated the word reproof. All Scripture is given for reproof. It's the same word. A convincing argument. And things not seen, I think is pretty self-explanatory. You can't see it with your natural eyes. So when we piece all of that together, now our belief and trust in Christ is the confident support of things expected. The proof of things not seen. Well, I don't know if that helps you any. I came across this quote. Faith gives reality or substance to things hoped for. End quote. Faith is what brings about the reality in our mind's eye, those things which our natural eye cannot see. Faith allows us to see what we can't see. Faith moves us to act as if if what we cannot see can be seen. With faith, we begin to move as if we see something. Faith influences us as if we have seen what is not visible. 
And faith causes us to act. Whether it's spiritual things or not. The belief that money can be made on a certain type of venture is what causes somebody to step out in faith and try that venture with the faith that they're going to make money. Faith moves us to act. Faith causes us to act as if the object of our mind is before our eyes, though we cannot see it. For example, I've never seen God, but I know He exists. And my belief in Him causes me to act as if I've seen Him. Does this make sense? We've never seen angels. We've never seen heaven. We've never seen those who are there now, although we saw them while they were here. We, we can't hear their singing. We can't hear their instruments of praise. But we have faith in all of it. And it's this faith that leads us to act as if we have seen all of that. And it leads us to act as if we're going to be there one day. Hallelujah. This is the sense of what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8. through Therefore we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Paul says we're confident that once we are absent from this body, we're going to be present with the Lord. And that's why he says in the middle of that, we walk by faith, not by sight, because we can't see it, but we believe it. In our text, we see the example of creation in verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Through the faith that's mentioned in verse 1, we understand that everything we see in creation had to be created by something or someone which we do not see now. We believe by faith that God said, let there be, and it was. We believe in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Well, where did God come from? We just believe that He is. We believe that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we believe in creation by faith. Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The invisible things, they're clearly seen through creation. It's faith according to verse 3. Now, for those who act as if evolution is not a faith-based teaching, they're not being honest with themselves. First of all, nobody's ever observed the kind of evolution they're talking about. And even the most ardent evolutionists will have to admit there will come a point when they can't explain where that came from. Amen. You want to debate an evolutionist, just keep asking them, where did that come from? And eventually, they're going to have to say, I don't know. That's right. You believe it by faith, and I believe what I do by faith. So why are we being told that we can't teach creationism? 
when they're both by faith. Anyone with common sense will tell you that it takes far more faith to believe the theory of evolution than it does to believe in a creator God. The bottom line so far is that faith is what enables us to see what we cannot see. And those who will live by faith will be influenced by what is unseen. This is a mystery to the lost world. So let me get this straight. You guys go to church to worship someone you've never seen. You open your wallets and give money to someone you've never met. You must be crazy. Amen. Faith brings before our eyes the things that are invisible. Faith is believing to see. Now notice verse 2. It says, For by it, or by faith, the elders obtained a good report. The elders are the ancients of the Old Testament. Those who blazed the trail before us in our faith. The Bible says they obtained a good report. They were well reported of. They received a good report card. They received a good name. And really what it means to obtain a good report is to witness it. And these were witnesses. They obtained a good report. They saw it. But they didn't see it. As you go through this chapter, you find they looked for a city they never came to. They, they, they looked for something that this earth did not have. And it was faith that led them to do it. They saw something others could not see. And just a side note for any in here that might be hyper-dispensationalist and teach that God had different means of salvation through different ages of history. You can't say that if you read this chapter. This chapter is clear that these listed here from the Old Testament had the exact same kind of faith that we have. Therefore, they were saved in the same manner we were saved. They had the same promises, the same grace, the same faith. They had to be saved through the same blood of Christ. By faith they looked ahead to the cross, and by faith we look back to the cross. Those who are listed in this hall of faith are remembered because of their faith that they had in God. They are remembered and mentioned by God because they saw what could not be seen. By faith they obtained a good report, or by faith they were witnesses of what cannot be seen. They believed to see. Do we want to obtain a good report? Do we want to be witnesses of what God can do? I had a chance to speak with Mike Chavez this morning and we were somehow got off track of the question that I could not answer. Anytime Brother Chavez comes and says, I have a question. It always ends with, did you ask Pastor Williams? (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, we got to talking. And brother, I'm with you. I want to see something that I've never seen. 
I want to see something that we read about in the Bible. I want to see something we've read about from literature, from those who have been through it in generations past. I want to see something that is undeniable that it's of God. And as we think about believing to see, what we have not seen yet is because we don't have our hearts right because there's not a, 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 enough faith to believe that God is still able. Now, I kind of hammered that. I think it was last week. It might have been. Where the problem that we hear today is, well, you understand we live in the last of the last days, preacher, and, and this is as good as it's ever going to get, so just enjoy it while you can. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, wake up. Let's get excited. Listen, God wants to do something great in us. God wants to do something great for us. But the problem is we have to believe to see it. And without faith, you're never going to see it. Well, I don't know. Can God really? Faith brings before our eyes the things that are invisible. It takes us walking by faith. Having confidence in what we expect to see, though it is now not seen. So church, I want to ask you tonight, are you confident in the promises of God? Do we really believe God wants to do more? It cannot just be me up here thinking the Lord wants to do more, but it's got to be all of us getting on board together and saying, yes, I believe to see what God can do. He wants to do more. Do you believe that? Do you have the heart of God? I love it when the choir sings, Jesus saves. Hear the heart of heaven beating. Jesus saves. Do we believe to see God work in our midst? Can you see tonight that which is not visible? I'm not ready to share with you all the things that I can see in my mind's eye. You might get up and walk out of here. But I know that God is able to do exceeding abundant above all we ask or think. Can you see two services full? You have to see it to believe it. You have to believe it to see it, excuse me. Can you see more souls being saved? You have to believe to see it. Can you see families salvaged? You have to believe to see it. Can you see children that will sell out for God? You have to believe to see it. Can you see military members strengthened as they do their tour of duty here? Can you see God showing Rapid City His glory through this church? I can see it. There's a confident expectation that what I can't see with my natural eyes can be realized through Him who I also cannot see. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If we see it with our natural eyes, then where's the faith? Now, why do we have to see it by faith? Why do we have to believe to see? Because of verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If all we do, listen now, 
if all we do is show up year after year and we never venture out to do something for God, where's our faith? If this is all we do for another 40 years, where's our faith? Well, I just wouldn't be comfortable if the church kept growing. Well, you might as well turn in your resignation letter to heaven then because it's going to be mighty crowded. <laughs> I just heard the choir practicing tonight. The millions on high. I, uh, listen, it's going to be mighty crowded up there. To be pleasing to God, we have to do something by faith. We can't just show up year after year with what was put in place by the previous generation and think that everything's going fine and that we're pleasing God when we never move by faith. Where's our faith? Let's believe it. And then let's see it. Let's venture out by faith and trust God to work mightily on our behalf. Let's believe to see in 2020. Let's pray.